0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 26th, 2017. Broken Spirit Restored. Broken Spirit Restored. That's our focus this morning as we continue our journey through the book of Luke, heading for the cross considering how each and every one of us is broken and how Jesus restores.
1: Good morning again, Connection Church. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm
0: Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Mighty God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this word found in Scripture. Open our hearts to receive what you would have in store for us And please, God, remove any distractions that may hinder uh, us to embrace this and to hear you today. God, thank you for your love that prevails, for the power of your Holy Spirit that is in this place. And we give you all the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we are taking a look at Luke chapter 8. And we are beginning at verse 26. They sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs.
0: Hmm. Jesus and the disciples it tells us, sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, across from Galilee. So just prior to this, Luke shares with us a story of how on that way over in the boat they had encountered a very great storm, a storm so powerful it, it threatened to capsize their boat. It was interesting because Jesus was taking a nap at the time. And while the disciples are going out of their minds, uh, fearful of uh, Uh, losing not only the boat, but their lives. And so they wake Jesus up, and he gets up and silences the storm and then asks them, where was their faith? (laughs) That'd be a good question, wouldn't it, for any of us? If we were in that boat, where's your faith? (laughs) In fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And so we see Jesus in our story today transitioning from exercising power over nature to exercising uh, 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 power over demons of the human spirit in the situation he finds himself in.
1: When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demons into solitary places.
0: And so Jesus encounters this demon-possessed man, It's kind of a strange story for many of us because demon possession maybe we've heard about but maybe not encountered. Have you ever encountered, who here has encountered a demon-possessed person? Yeah, not many. We have. Same place where Devin did in India. We were in India when, when, uh, and I was told before I went that that would happen, that I'd be made somebody demon possessed. How will I know? The person says, you'll know. So we're out there the first night or two, out preaching in the street to 100, 150 people, I don't know. And sure enough, Mr. Luckett was right about where you are. <laughs> Not No connection, but <laughs> just about where you are, this guy in the back of the crowd is, is just like, you know, those dark, dark, Indian uh, eyes that people in India have just just staring right through me, just boring, if he could have boring holes right through me. And then behind those eyes, just an emptiness, um, like his broken spirit or maybe his spirit even non-existent. It was really strange, spooky, I would say, a little bit scary even. It's really a strange situation.
1: But that was mild. Mm -hmm. In comparison to this man that we talk about today in scripture, this man that Jesus encountered, he was running around naked without a home, living in the graveyard. Now, how appropriate, since it was considered, the graveyard was considered home and haunt for the demons, according to Bible scholar William Barclay. And he'd been there for a long time. This was not a new thing. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his lungs, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. Interesting. This man had never met Jesus before, but he knows him by name. He knows him, that he is the son of God. He knows that he has the power, even power to torture him. But it's not the man. It's the demon or demons who know who Jesus is. His relationship with God, his, you know, what, uh, the power that he possesses. And so we need to ask today, how, can it, how is it that people today and back then don't believe in Jesus when even the demons shake and know the name of Jesus and shake mm. in his presence, even when they know the power of Christ? Demons don't follow Jesus, but they believe in him. They know who he is, and they know what Jesus can do.
0: And this isn't any, just any, as the Scripture says, impure spirit. This isn't just any demon. This demon is powerful, very powerful, extremely powerful. We're told that many times this demon, this impure spirit, had seized this man, and though he was chained hand and foot and under guard, he had broken the chains and been driven by this demon to solitary places. This demon was capable of... Completely, not just breaking chains, but breaking this man's spirit and separating him from himself, from others, from God. This demon is powerful. This demon is frightful. <laughs> but don't ever forget, Jesus is more powerful and Jesus is faithful. The demon's powerful and frightful. Jesus is more powerful and Jesus is faithful. He doesn't back off. He, he asks... He says to the, to, to, the, to the man, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And and they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss.
1: So there's a theme in folklore or in fairy tales that if you're able to learn someone's name, you can have um, power, unlimited power. Power over them. This, of course, is fantasy, but there's just a sliver of truth in that because a person's name, when you think about it, when you know their name, you have relationship with them as opposed to just, you know, a person. You have relationship. And so Jesus asks this man his name. And you think, well, why does Jesus ask that? Jesus is all knowing, all powerful. He doesn't really need to ask. But the important thing here is that when the man shares his name, he owns it. And his name is powerful. His name is Legion. Legion. A Roman legion was made up of 6,000 soldiers. 6,000! So we're not sure if this man had 6,000 demons in him, but what it tells us is that there was an army within him possessing him. He was filled with demonic activity. No wonder the chains couldn't hold him. No wonder he ran around naked in the graveyard. No wonder he was driven to a solitary place.
0: The demons begged Jesus repeatedly not to send them into the abyss. According to preacher, theologian, writer, writer of Bible commentaries, Fred Craddock, the the abyss, biblically, was the place of the dead, the abode of spiritual powers, the netherworld, the place of imprisoned spirits, the place of Satan's prison. And so demons didn't want to be sent back to the abyss. Either because they knew it, that they would be imprisoned there, or perhaps they knew that even the abyss was not beyond the power of Jesus Christ.
1: A large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs, and he gave them permission. When the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned.
0: Hmm. If the demons thought going into the pigs and rushing to the sea was going to place them outside Jesus' power, they were badly mistaken. I mean, we just talked about Jesus' power over the sea in that story that preceded the one we're sharing today. See, Jesus' power extends throughout all of nature. But even beyond that to the supernatural. And so it's impossible to get beyond the power of Jesus Christ, human, demon, whatever. We can't go beyond his power.
1: The herd of pigs uh, reminds us that we are definitely outside of the Hebrew community when we're talking about this, because the pigs were considered unclean in that culture. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about Jesus uh, visiting the centurion servant, the healing that took place uh, in this new non-Jew person. And, and that shows us that Christ came for all because the non-Jews were considered you know, outside, you know, unclean. So today, we see Jesus actually uh, out among the Gentiles in the community and we're again reminded that Jesus did not just come to save the Israel community, the Jews, but all of us, you, me, everybody, all people for all time, and that is good news for us. As Alan said, Fred Craddock, the theologian, says that no matter where we go, no matter how far the people are from Christ, no matter how far we are from Christ, no matter how many demons we might encounter, Those demons are no match for those who preach, teach, and heal in the name of Jesus Christ, who sends us out in His authority.
0: When those who were tending the pigs saw what happened, they they ran off and they reported it in town, and then the townspeople came out to see what happened. What they saw was this guy, Legion, who they'd seen in the graveyard, they'd seen running naked, they'd seen breaking chains for years. What they saw was him no longer demon-possessed. Instead, he's calmly sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ, and as Scripture tells us, dressed and in his right mind. The stranger than, that really strange because you know what the power of Jesus, the strange thing is what we're told next. They were afraid. What? The people had seen what happened, told the town folk how the demon-possessed man had been healed, and all the people in the a- area then asked Jesus to leave? Because they were overcome with fear? What's going on here? He got in the boat and left.
1: A couple of important things to focus on right now. The first is this. Make no mistake. Jesus is capable and Jesus can relieve us of our demons and restore our broken spirits. We love that line, legion in his right mind. In his right mind, dressed and in his right mind. He returned to normal being dressed is normal i mean he was running around naked in a graveyard that is not normal that is an indication that something was broken a broken spirit and now in his right mind he had it together he was no longer confused no longer possessed no longer broken he was no longer controlled by this evil spirit jesus had restored him jesus had restored this man to himself to his own spirit to the person that god made him when god first thought of him in his right mind
0: Hmm. and then the people asked jesus to leave because they were overcome with fear fear of what well, probably a couple things. First of all, I think maybe they were fearful of what they didn't understand. See, crazy as it sounds, even though this man was fearful when he was full of demons, he wasn't as fearful as Jesus, at least to these people. You see, they'd seen the guy with demons. They'd seen what he could do, what he didn't do. They were aware of how far the demons would go. In fact, that had kind of become the norm in this area because that was who he was for years. That was what they were used to. And even though they couldn't chain him, uh, they wouldn't really control him, they kind of knew what his limits were. This guy Jesus, on the other hand, was completely beyond their understanding. He was completely out of their control. And let's face it, we like to be in control, don't we? You don't have to put your hand up, but I know inside you're going, Well, I do. Yeah. We like the control. We like to know what's going to happen. We like things predictable. We like things normal. And this guy, Jesus, is out of control. He's not our normal. He is out. Just what he did with this man was out of the norm. It was uncontrollable. I mean, if demons would listen, if he could control demons, just think what he could do to us, what kind of power he could have over us. Sometimes we don't want someone having that much power over us, do we?
1: We find it fearful when someone messes with our stuff with our livelihood, with our resources, our possessions, our ability to earn a living. When Jesus messes around, it changes things, and we get a little bit scared, and we get a little bit, oh, no, what's going to happen next? When Jesus sends these demons into the pigs, and they ran out into the sea and drowned, well, now Jesus is meddling. Because in doing so, the demon-possessed man was back into his right mind. But also in doing so, he cost money to the town. The pigs represented money, stuff. Isn't it incredible how we can value uh, things sometime, how we put more value on things than people? Our core value at Connection Church, one of them, is that people matter to God. Everyone matters to God. No one is disposable. And all too often, we are willing to sacrifice a life, someone's well-being, if it interferes with our profits, with our paycheck, with our, with our space. This holds true not just 2,000 years ago, as we see in this story, but it really holds true today today as well.
0: So, when they asked him to leave, Jesus got in the boat and he took off. (laughs) He did what they asked. See, it's important for us to remember this. Jesus will never force himself on us. We're reminded of the scripture, Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. Jesus says this. He says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and eat with that person and they with me. There's a famous painting. Maybe you've seen it. It's a door and Jesus is next to it. There's no handle on his side. It's because he doesn't open it. He knocks. We got to let him in. We've got to open the door of our heart, the door of our soul, the door of our lives. Say, here I am, Jesus, come on, join me. It's up to us to allow Jesus to come in.
1: So this man in our story, once he was free of the demons from within, he begged Jesus to go, that he would be allowed to go with him. But Jesus sent him away, telling him to go home and tell everyone how much God had done for him and that's a message for us because when we feel the touch of Christ when we experience Jesus in one way or another and Jesus touches us in such a variety of forms he wants us to share that as well with people who we meet in our workplaces, in our homes, in our communities to be witness to tell others what we've seen and what we've heard to share our experiences with Jesus to others.
0: Mm. And so we have a Sunday morning question every week, and our question today is this So what? So what? This guy, Legion, had a bunch of demons, and Jesus exorcised those demons. What's that got to do with us here today, Connection Church 2017? It's a good question. Because many of us, as we looked shared earlier, really don't have much experience with these demons, unlike those who maybe traveled to India or maybe had an experience like that. And by the way, why are all those demons in India not here? That's a good question, too.
1: Well, there are demons here. Make no mistake about it. There are demons here. And at times, they've manifested, just like we saw in India, We've prayed with people, I've prayed with people one-on-one of those who have experienced those demons. But oftentimes in this culture, the demons appear a little more subtle, a little more covert, much quieter. In our culture today, the demons still allow us to kind of blend in while breaking our spirit just the same.
0: And so, uh, we might not be running around a graveyard naked, but we might leave the house at 10 p.m. running for cigarettes, booze, or drugs. We might not be breaking chains intended to bind us, but instead we're looking on the internet at images that we have become bound to. Our demon might be the one of the grass always being greener on the other side, never being satisfied with our job, our spouse, our car, or our house, or you name it. One, one of the greatest demons in our culture is the keeping up with the Joneses demon.
1: I think they should it's not us, and it's name. not these
0: Joneses. They're easy to keep up with. Yeah. Must must be some other Joneses there, but… Uh, It's that demon that permeates the culture, though, permeates the culture, reaching out to us virtually wherever we are, hoping we never are quite satisfied with what we have, who we are, where we live. And while Legion ran through the graveyard, we run through the stores, either online or in person, trying to satisfy our demon of desire our demon of want.
1: And so the demons that we see this story in Luke chapter 8 might seem very different than the demons um, today, but I would say that they're not. It's not. Satan uses these demons even today to break our spirit in order to separate us from God, in order to bring us ever closer to darkness instead of basking in the light of Jesus Christ, to keep us in the shadows rather than walking with certainty with Christ. And just like the man in the story who needed Jesus to restore his spirit, we need Jesus to restore us, to take us from brokenness to restoration, to put the pieces back together. We cannot do it ourselves. Again, the darkness, the demons, whatever, however you want to name it, they want to take us away, entice us, scramble our brains, turning us from our right minds.
0: Hmm. You know, a very powerful demon might be a demon that we wouldn't even recognize as a demon, and that's the demon of unforgiveness, the demon of our refusing to forgive. Satan uses this demon to separate us from ourselves, from others, I think even from God. Because when we are unable or unwilling to forgive, it makes, us virtually, it makes it virtually impossible for us to receive the forgiveness that Jesus has for us, that Jesus died on the cross for, that Jesus and Jesus alone can give us that forgiveness. Jesus tells us that we must forgive others in order to be forgiven. Hmm. But it's up to us to let it go. And the thing is, when we are able to forgive, it's not that we're saying whatever that person did was okay. What we're saying is I'm not going to allow those demons from the past to continue to control my present and especially my future.
1: So Jesus can help with all this. All we need to do is ask for help. Jesus can release us from the demons of unforgiveness or whatever demon it is, and return us to our right minds. And so the next question is, why not today? Why don't we want to embrace this freedom that only Christ can offer? I know that the evil one did not want us to share this message today. I had a great night's sleep. I woke up raring to get here, and as soon as I got here, I got sick and had to go home and change my clothes. And I had to have people pray for me and pray me up. And it's been all I could do to concentrate and depend on the blood of Jesus Christ because Satan doesn't want this message to be shared. That Jesus is greater and that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That is the truth and we just need to say, okay, Holy Spirit, Reveal to me where the darkness is, where I, what my demon might be, subtle as it is, show me, and then pray in the blood of Jesus, Lord, just cover that, and Satan, you know, we bind you out. It's that easy, we just need to say, in the name of Jesus. Be gone, whatever that is, whatever has us bound up, whatever has us enchained so we can be free. That's available to us. Why wouldn't we take it? And so our message today, our, our reminder, is that Jesus is greater and wants to restore our broken spirit, wants us to come And receive the abundant grace, that love, that only he can give, that carries us through all of our days. Ask Jesus to open our eyes to the demons, and then we pray. And remember this, do not allow the demons from your past or present to control your future ask Jesus for help. You can do that from your seat. You can do that in the prayer corner. You can do that tonight. Come back for our worship and prayer service because all Christ wants for you is freedom.
0: Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church you can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church. Connecting